This is Sharon Levitt of the Tyndale Momentum book team at Tyndale House Publishers. I'm talking today with Nicole Eunice about her new book, Brave Enough, Getting Over Our Fears, Flaws, and Failures to Live Bold and Free. Nicole is an author, speaker, Bible teacher, and busy mom. Her relatable style allows her to connect with people of all ages with her keeping it real approach to ordering life around God's Word. Nicole is Ministry Director at Hope Church in Richmond, Virginia. She received her Master's in Christian Counseling from Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary. She loves creating space for ministry and spiritual formation in the everyday rhythms of life with her husband Dave and their three children. Nicole's first book, She's Got Issues, and the companion DVD curriculum speak to a fundamental question of faith. Is being a Christian supposed to change me? But today, as mentioned, we're here to speak to Nicole about her new book, Brave Enough. Thanks for joining us today, Nicole. Thanks for having me, Sharon. It's always fun to connect and think a little bit about what God's doing in each of our lives. Yeah, that's, that's true. Well, Brave Enough, let's start off by asking what it was that compelled you to write this book. Thanks for asking, Sharon. Yeah, you know, the, the process of coming into seeking out what is the message really of a heart and what is God maybe going to use it for in other women's lives, for me it always comes from my own personal experiences, just being a woman who's trying to understand how to make it in this world, raise my kids, balance life and home and marriage, and, and so that's kind of where this came from. It was around this idea that I feel like was resonating with me after She's Got Issues, which is really about obstacles that keep us from knowing the Lord. And so I started thinking, what's next for a woman? You know, when you've spent some time getting really honest about who you are and you want to experience God's grace, what comes next after that? And so Brave Enough in some ways really is a companion to that first book. Uh, it stands alone, but it really is kind of the next question. Okay, if being a Christian is going to change me, what is it going to change me into? And, and how do I submit and walk with God, keep in step with the Spirit in what He's doing in my life? And so I was watching uh, a movie with my daughter. It was The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, the C.S. Lewis book that was turned into a movie. And there's this little moment in the movie where Father Christmas has come to the children who are entering into Narnia and they're realizing that there's this great battle that's going on and there's this king who is, wants to take over his kingdom and bring it back um, into its full beauty. And so Father Christmas is giving each child a weapon to use in this battle and it comes to Lucy, who's the littlest one, and Father Christmas sort of holds back and says, um, you know, I, I don't like it when women go to war and, you know, do you think that you can be brave? And Lucy sort of looks up with this innocent and joyful expression, and he, she just looks at him and says, I think I can be brave enough. <laughs> and it really stuck in my heart. You know, I think that oftentimes we think God's preparing me for this great mountain or in this great future that maybe he has for me. It's going to be this life-changing experience. But I really think that the courage to live out the, God, the life that God has for us starts in the everyday and it starts with just being brave enough for what that next step is or for what that day has in front of you. And it's such a more scalable kind of concept for me to think, okay, I might not think of myself as brave, like a superhero brave, but can I be brave enough 
mm-hmm. for what God has for me today. And so that became the launching point for what those things are that God calls us to be brave enough for each and every day in our lives. Hmm. Yeah, that is a great point um, that I think women do think, you know, brave and brave. Oh, it's this big, big thing. But um, when you talk about it that way, it does make it something more doable, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the biggest obstacle I'm thinking uh, when people think about, when women think about that and their fears and working through them, is that they're magnifying it or they're not seeing it as a right-sized kind of um, thing that God is asking of us? Is that it? Well, I think one of the things that we do with fears and with longings or with anything that's in us that feels contrary to who we want to be, I think one of our tendencies is to focus on it. And I think it's a great deception um, of the enemy to get us to self-focus on our sin and on mm. these these fears, and, and we sort of turn inward on them in, as if that's going to fix it. And one of the things we talk about a lot in Brave Enough is what grace really looks like. What does it mean to live in grace? And what does it mean to live believing, it, like it says in Psalm 25, 5, you know, my eyes are ever on the Lord, for only He can release my foot from the snare. Meaning that there's a focus, um, there's an intentionality to an intimate relationship with Jesus where grace begins to change us. It actually gives us courage from outside of ourselves, um, but we experience it as coming from inside of ourselves. But this grace, um, this invitation to this relationship is actually what transforms us, not by focusing um, and turning inward on our fear and on our failure, but by turning our eyes to him we um, do have a responsibility to keep in step with what he, who he is and what he's doing. So the book really talks a lot about what does that look like? How do, I, how do I align my heart and my thoughts with God's grace and what that looks like for me? And then what is the outworking of that in my everyday life? Mm. Yeah, I do think that there's a tendency to look at our inadequacies. And uh, I agree with you that that's, the enemy, one of the enemy's best tactics to get us focused on that, and then that keeps us, you know, where we are, like little Lucy, mm-hmm. you know, just, well, she's this little girl, you know, and um, but she can be brave enough, and mm-hmm. uh, she she spoke that truth that I think most women can say if if they get the invitation from the Holy Spirit and, and the Lord and see it as coming from Him, then they have the courage to say, yes, they can, mm-hmm. they can be brave enough. Um, yeah, so I'm just thinking about, you know, when that person who recognizes their lack of bravery, okay, and they pick up your book, they find the initial courage to pick up your book, and you've talked a little bit about this, but what is the main thing they're going to get when they, when they read it? They, they realize I'm not brave enough, and okay, I'm going to just go ahead and read this book. I would think that that would even be scary for someone just admitting. Well, that you know, I think it actually starts with, it, to me, it starts with a, a step even before that, which mm-hmm. is believing that your life requires bravery, that um, whatever your life looks like, um, whatever you're facing, whatever opportunities God's bringing your way, whatever challenges you've experienced or are experiencing in your inner world or in relationships, that you have a big life to, to live. Mm-hmm. And 
God is calling you to an adventure and to a life that requires courage. Most women I know don't even think of themselves as having a life that requires courage. And even that alone is sort of shrinking Mm -hmm. the um, expression of your calling and your gifting into the world. So the step for me is first to, to say, wow, like, Maybe God has a life for me that requires courage, and I want to be equipped for the task. And so this book is sort of a, a, an invitation into that life. So it's, mm-hmm. it's less about, oh, I sort of feel inadequate all the time, and I, I just want to be brave enough to, to face these dark places. What I want to say is God has a great life yeah. of adventure where you're really experiencing him on a daily basis, that he's, he's got this, these plans for you. He's got this life for you where you're advancing his kingdom, working in tandem with what he's doing in the world. And he is going to require a lot of you, but in a big, adventurous way. Mm -hmm. So what if you take a step toward that? And yes, along the way, there are uh, things that I think God has to work out of us, and there's things that he has to work into us. And sure, yes, some of those things are going to be some maybe some anger that you're experiencing or some resentment or some ways that he wants you to deal with conflict differently. Yes, of course. But all of that is to release you into this free place where you're experiencing this incredible spiritual life, um, this kingdom of God that is on the move in this world. I mean, who doesn't want to be a part of that? You, yeah. you get to experience such a bigger life mm-hmm. than what you may be experiencing right now. And yes, that bigger life will require courage from you. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the things that I loved about your book is that, you know, you have this um, question, you know, who am I becoming, you know, and it, mm-hmm. and you, you know, it should be exciting to us and invite us rather than wanting to push it away and it's too much and or I don't even want to think about it, you know, I'm just trying, I'm in survival rather than looking at it and taking the time to explore what you call a woman's territory. And yeah, and you know, I think I think a lot of us are really have to know that we're we've got this sort of belief system that I am who I am and I'm not going to change yeah. and I made choices and they're not going to be different and I mm-hmm. I'm I'm been this way since I was in middle school and I'm never I'm never going to be different but there's actually a ton of neuroscience that's coming out about the brain and about the way the brain's wired and how it continues to evolve. There's actually science that supports the concept that we are wired to continue to grow. So it's sort of like, it's never too late. It's never, you're never too far gone in God's kingdom. You're never, you're never too stuck for who he is and for what he can do and the way that he can transform you first on the inside. And then that manifestation on the outside begins to change your life. Yeah, it's it's really about bearing the fruit that the Holy Spirit changes us into and how that flows out, you know, in that verse mm-hmm. that talks about the good works that he created beforehand for us to do. That mm-hmm. comes out of that transformation. And, you know, I there's a lot of hope in this book, as you've touched on, for, I think of, uh, oh, the young moms that I know that I love, and some of them are staying mm-hmm. at home and some of them are trying to work and be in ministry and balance all of that and they feel like they are they're stuck or this is just God can't use me or then then I also on the other spectrum um, have observed women who are older they're empty nesters and they have just kind of gotten used to doing the life the way they do it Mm -hmm. they go to church and they might go to their Bible study but they are missing the abundant life and your book 
really is about embracing the, or one of the things I think is about embracing this abundant life that he promises mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. So I, yep, absolutely. I really love that. Um, you know, your first book, She's Got Issues, had a companion DVD group curriculum mm -hmm. that's sold very well, and I know women all over the country have been using it. And Brave Enough is going to have one, too, which I'm very excited about. Right. Can you tell us how you envision it being used? Absolutely, yeah. I um, What I've tried to do, you know, I've spent a lot of years of my life in church ministry and in women's ministry and in counseling, so I've had a lot of time to listen to women. And one of the things that I think is incredible is that every woman really, really, every person, every man and woman, really has an incredible story of how God's worked in their life. I think a lot of us don't uh, necessarily value our story like it's, like it's a miracle and it's this amazing, incredible thing. But what I've come to realize is that's really what we have in us. Most of us truly have incredible gifts. We just need more courage to believe that those gifts are in there. So when I design a DVD or a group experience, it's with this in mind. I think and I pray about the women who will be sitting together in a living room or around a table or in a church basement somewhere. And how do they um, begin these conversations with each other, not only to, to turn each other's eyes toward the Lord and towards his word and grow in that together, to meet, have that mutual sort of accountability and encouragement to stretch into new places in their relationship with the Lord, but also to be able to hear themselves tell their own story and to believe that they have, re they have needed courage, they have been brave uh, in their lives. So the group experience is really a, a springboard into those conversations. So I teach, you know, I go, I, I dive deep into one place in Scripture, teach for about 15 minutes or so. You'll also get to hear from some women in my own life who I've gotten to know and who share their stories really bravely. One of the cool kind of behind the scenes in those stories is that we didn't, we didn't set out to tell dramatic stories. I'm never, I'm never trying to elevate some women's stories as if the rest you know, if it's not really dramatic, it doesn't matter. But what I found is every woman's story really is pretty incredible and pretty amazing. So you'll hear some pretty amazing stories from women on this DVD who just share really openly about their own hearts um, as a way to kind of help you, um, the woman who's experiencing it, feel the courage to go ahead and tell her story as well. Lots of exercises, lots of questions, um, lots of ways that I'm trying to help women tell uh, each other's story and really find the encouragement and strength together as a group to go out and live that brave enough life. I've got a couple of follow-up questions on the DVD. One is, what if um, there isn't really a teacher among the people who mm -hmm. decide they want to do it? I'm just a regular person. I'm not really a teacher. Is this an easy thing for you? Have you made it an easy thing for people to do who are not teachers? Yeah, the, the DVD is set up so that any woman can lead um, because I think we all have that capacity. What we're really, what you're doing is you're creating a space for God to work. I provide the teaching. I give you, you know, something to think about. Mm -hmm. But the, the facilitator of the experience is really the woman who says, you know what, I want to create a safe place where we can come together. We're not going to over, you know, I, I provide a leader's guide that gives you some starting points. So if you've never led a group before, um, if you even feel like, I don't really know the Bible or I'm not, yeah. I'm not really feel like spiritual enough to do this, maybe God's inviting you to explore your territory and mm -hmm. just provide the space for God to work. You know, he can do so much with so little. Um, we don't have to 
feel like we've got to be a certain place. You know, if you love people and you've got some friends, maybe even just two of you, and you just want to carve out the space for God to work, that alone is an incredible gift. Um, That is a leadership gift to even see. This is a need, and I'm willing to take the risk and invite women into a place where I know we all have need. And then the rest is really sort of done for you. You've got all the questions and all the ways to set up the time. Um, You really can sit back and just allow the experience to happen. No, that's great. And then one more uh, question about that. When you talk about the group experience and you were talking about brain science and I've been doing some mm-hmm. of my own research on that and I, I'm thinking that you know something of, because of your experience in ministry about the power of people sharing their stories in a group and what it does, why that is such a uh, key thing for healing and growth as opposed to just reading the book, which is very valuable. But there's something special about that group experience. I wonder if you could just talk a little bit about what you've observed in your own ministry when things are done in a group. Sure. Yeah, you know, I'm a little, it's funny, I'm a little bit scratchy in this area because my own story of how I felt like God met me is sort of more personal. Um, just opened my Bible after a long time of feeling away from him and felt like he really drew me to himself. So on the one hand, I have a lot of love and encouragement for women who just he, who need to read this book on their own. Mm-hmm. I talk a little bit about the book that is one of our spiritual survival skills in this world is partnership, mm-hmm. but that partnership is with the Holy Spirit and with other people. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not one or the other. Um, both of them are important. So I have a lot of sympathy and feel like, you know what, maybe you're a woman who just needs to read this book yourself, but God may, may shift you into this place where you want to be with others because I think that the power of friendship um, C.S. Lewis says a friendship is the ability to say you too. Like mm-hmm. I think that so much, um, yes. so much becomes so big in our hearts and so daunting when we haven't spoken it out and realized that we can sit in a room of uh, and when women are honest together, there's this expression of you too. Oh, I'm not the only one. Like, and uh, there is this incredible uh, power in breaking a secret. And oftentimes I say that people think it means like a big secret, but there's a lot of secrets that we keep about our thought life, about our hearts, about our fears, oftentimes about our longings for and dreams about what God might have for us, that they become sort of, we become trapped by them when we don't speak them out. And when we break that secret, it becomes real and it becomes something that God begins to work in. And the more that we do that, the more that we're really honest about our feelings, about our fears, they sort of lose their power um, in the presence of love and honesty. Mm. So there is a really beautiful thing that happens in groups when women will honor each other's stories, uh, will will seek to not give advice or to fix things really quickly, which is where our culture has helped us want to do. You know, we want to sitcom everyone's life and really get to a good ending. So we, we give like 18 ways that it can get better, and nobody likes that, everybody hates that. So really what we're trying to do in a group is just provide a space where mm-hmm. you can say what is really in there and then let God work with that yeah. um, in the encouragement and support of one another, not in kind of advice giving or solution seeking, yeah. but just in the power of speaking those things out. Yeah. Well, point well made about the need to have that spiritual intimacy with the Holy Spirit 
and the other. It's not one mm -hmm. or the other. Absolutely. It's really, it really is both. I totally agree with that. Well, finally, what is your greatest hope for the person who picks up Brave Enough and reads it? Oh, man, I have so many hopes for women, <laughs> so many hopes for people. My greatest, my greatest hope is that a woman would finish this book and have had the experience of realizing that uh, Jesus Christ is so serious about his love for her that he went to the cross mm. um, to give his life so that we might have life and that that is an ongoing, ever-deepening work and that a woman could smile and know, you know what, some of my challenges are the same, some of my fears are the same, but I now know Jesus in a different way, and I'm experiencing a life with Him that makes me um, excited about the adventure He has, even in its challenges, even in its hardships. Um, I know what it means to know a Savior. That's my greatest hope for someone who reads this book. Yeah, well, to that end, we'll be praying for that. So, thanks, Nicole. Sure. All right, thanks, Sharon. Thank you. To learn more about Nicole, visit her website, NicoleUnis.com, and you can order Brave Enough online now or find the books on shelves everywhere they're sold this coming August 2015. Thank you for listening, and go out and get the book. Bye-bye.